I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Hope we all had a great weekend. And we're back. I, uh, I've i recovered from the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Four hours of my life I won't get back. But honestly, it's a bad film. It's a good film, actually. Liam I had uh, and I had to watch it in parts because it was so uh, long. It was four hours long. And it was funny because while I was watching that movie, I got a text from Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings. And he asked me, he says, have you been watching the TV series Debris? It's on NBC, I believe. And I told him, well, I've only watched two episodes, but I'm hesitant to watch the third because both episodes have bored me. And then before I came in today, I thought I'd give it a shot, click on it. I almost deleted it, actually. Uh, For those of you who don't know the premise of the show, it's about two agents from two different continents, two different mindsets. They have to work together to investigate when wreckage from a destroyed alien spacecraft has mysteriously, you know, hit the planet and it's affecting people on, on Earth. It's like a reboot of Mulder and Scully, except they aren't chasing aliens. They're chasing fragments of a destroyed alien spacecraft that somehow affect people in various paranormal ways. And I don't know why it bores me, but the third episode, I kind of thought, ah, it's getting interesting. But I didn't get to watch the whole thing, so I'm probably going to watch the rest of it tonight. Hopefully it doesn't bore me. I mean, it, it just For some reason, it just lacks excitement. I guess I want to know more about why an alien spaceship blew up in space and how scientists are going to explain it. I mean, then we can get back to why these two agents have to contain this thing. I mean, it needs to be a big announcement, you know, big, big, you know, I don't know. I, uh, if anything, debris from space or even a meteor hitting the Earth would be far more interesting if it were to be connected to the alien question. I, I think, you know, can you, I don't know if anybody can relate to that. The idea that, you know, in order for you know, the alien thing to be legit at all. You know, we have to have a big announcement. We have to have the government, you know, say something about it. We And that's the thing that's most, that's the thing that's most uh, frustrating is, is that it's got to be interesting. It's got to be, I don't know. It's got to begin like War of the Worlds begins, right? It's got to be like something on Mars has triggered everybody looking up, craziness, whatever. I guess, I don't know. Big announcement. Something connected to aliens. Something like that, I think. Um, you know, <laughs> from the beginning, I guess, we've been prepared for the big announcement. Uh, the big announcement about life out there. A big announcement about aliens or an alien invasion or something happening. I mean, the exercise has been gone over countless times in science fiction movies. and We've been told... The government had an ultimatum to discuss with the country what they know about life in space. The Pentagon has been scrambling, trying to find a cogent and homogenized explanation for UFOs. But, of course, the announcement does not come that way. It it, it did not come or does not come without some warning or some indication that something is coming from the sky, Something, something unknown. People are all going about their business and then, 
comes the suddenly interrupted TV programs, you know, the, the faces in the crowd looking up, the little girl pointing up in the air and saying, look, up in the sky. You know, the, the mouse people, they're all, their mouths are open wide, gawking up there. The dogs are barking. The traffic is stopping. There's that shopping bag that falls to the ground and everything rolls out of it on the sidewalk. And then in the sky, right there, right there, we see the big, bright light. It moves closer and closer and clo- closer. It, just, it looks like a pinhead at first. But then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it gets closer and closer. And we all know, we all know, you know, well, we just knew it was a matter of time. We felt that in the midst of our curiosity and terror, a little bit of calm, calm of familiarity. We 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 know what is expected of us at, at such a moment in time as the arrival of aliens to the planet. I mean, yeah, that, the, the idea of the aliens arriving is completely like what we expected from the movies, right? It's like what we expect it to be. All perfect, on cue, terrifying and exciting. But in this situation I'm about to explain to you, something has changed. The alien arrival that everybody's expecting, the Project Blue Beam ideas and all that other stuff is not going to happen the way you want it to. Not. Faking an alien invasion, not going to happen. A big alien invasion with big motherships flying overhead, not going to happen. Not a UFO, not a mothership. It's a meteor the size of a beach ball falling and eventually landing in the backyard of a house. Now, this really happened last Tuesday. There was a fire at a house in Peachland, which is in British Columbia. And the fire itself was going to go down as undetermined. The cause of the fire behind Jackie Wilson's Peachland home Tuesday night will go down officially as undetermined. But multiple witnesses and a video sent to Castanet shows a ball of fire coming down from the sky, landing in a yard on Ponderosa Drive and sparking a fire. Brush and grass on the steep slope ignited, singeing the deck before fire crews' quick action saved the home. And if it was the middle of the night and they, the fella down below there hadn't seen the fire and reported it, who knows what would have happened. And with, we had propane tanks and barbecue on the deck, and if they had, it had reached there, it would have been really serious. The Peachline Fire Department says with the amount of water they threw at the fire, any evidence of whatever came into the sky is likely long gone. You know, we weren't really sure what caused the fire initially. Um, we had a couple of residents that showed us uh, 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 photographs of an object in the sky. There's that really good video of, uh, of an object at altitude that shows it coming down from, from the sky. You know, it's going to go down as undetermined in our books um, and under investigation until we find that, you know, solid piece of, of evidence as to what caused the fire. But right now, you know, I'm not a scientist or geologist, but I would probably tend to lean more towards a sky lantern as a potential cause of this fire yeah. um, or something along those lines. We know it wasn't fireworks or a flare because they do look different um, in, you know, in the sky or in the, um, in the video, but um, definitely something that supported combustion that, that fell from the sky. Wilson, meanwhile, has high praises for the fire department. They were amazing, they, and they stayed for a long time to make sure everything was out, the hot spots were all done. They did an amazing job, really good. I really appreciate their, their work. For Cassinet in Peachland, I'm Colin Daker.
So that's from Canada. Last Tuesday, something happened in Peachland, British Columbia. Fire crews don't know what hit the house. Fire crews don't know what caused the fire. They're not going to say that it was a UFO. They're not going to say it was an identified flying object. But, you know, space debris, maybe, a meteor, who knows? No one will know, for sure. So we can rule out any talk of UFOs or aliens for now, only that lately, you know, scientists have been detecting some anomalous artifacts that are inside some of the space rocks that have impacted our planet as of late. Granted, they, they're small, not enough to be, you know, extinction-level events with these near-Earth objects, but when they're analyzed, they raise more questions than answers. Now, last year, it was reported the scientists found a complete protein molecule in a meteorite, and they're pretty sure it didn't come from Earth. And after analyzing samples from the meteorite ACFR086, a team of researchers from Harvard University and the biotech companies Plex Corporation and Bunker Scientific found that the protein's building blocks differed chemically from terrestrial proteins. The research doesn't determine where this unearthly protein came from or how it formed. Scientists are just confident that that protein didn't come from here. Now, this past week, perhaps in spite of the foreshadowing of science fiction, three entirely new life forms have been discovered at different locations on board the International Space Station. A team of U.S. and Indian scientists studied four strains of bacteria found on the orbiting lab and say that three were previously unknown to science. Now, their discovery could help future astronauts grow food on missions into deep space, researchers wrote in the journal Frontiers in Microbiology. Three of the strains were collected by astronauts in 2015 and 2016. One was in an overhead panel in a research lab, the second in the station's couple of viewing deck, and the third on the crew's dining table. The fourth strain was captured from an old cabin air filter that was returned to Earth 10 years ago. Now, scientists are hoping that they can analyze them and use them to help grow plants in space. It's life, life in space, but not as we know it. And I'm sure NASA will posit a very prosaic explanation for anyone that wants to conclude that microbial life forms are, in essence, alien life. There's always been speculation that these life forms are mutated life that have hitched a ride on spaceships from Earth and survived the vacuum of space. No aliens, at least the A word's not being used by NASA, but life in space, extremophile life in space, seems to be thriving on the space station. Weird proteins are being found in space rocks. And in Canada, something fell from the sky and set someone's backyard on fire. It's like something out of a science fiction alien invasion story. It's all true, and you're hearing about it here at Ground Zero. 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.